0: Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we'll be talking about having a fun and safe summer. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 244. This episode is brought to you by Green Chef and by Gusto. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits and hr to small businesses across the country they were even named best online payroll by PC magazine and as a productive woman listener you can get 3 months free of gusto services when you run your first payroll so sign up and give it a try at gusto.com/tpw that's gusto g u s t o.com/tpw I'll talk a little bit more about Gusto later, but right now I want to talk about a new sponsor, with perfect timing as summer approaches here in the Northern Hemisphere anyway, and that's Green Chef. Green Chef is a home delivery meal service, but with a healthier and sustainably sourced twist. Green Chef is USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle using select organic ingredients. Meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pesca, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore, and you can switch up your meal plan whenever you're ready to try a new way to eat. The recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. Everything comes pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly already prepped. Now, when we got our first shipment, we chose the keto plan just because I've been curious about keto, had never tried it. Well, the box arrived at our door with the ingredients for each of the three meals that were included, bagged and labeled, so it was easy to tell what went with what, uh, it was really hard to choose which of the meals to start with because they all looked really good. But if I had to choose a favorite, I'd probably go with the mozzarella stuffed meatballs. Mike and I both liked them a lot. And I, I, I'm going to confess, I wasn't sure we would because because it's keto, there's no, you know, pasta or or that sort of thing. Uh, And so the meatballs were served on a bed of sauteed chard, creminy, mushrooms and tomatoes, which I, when I looked at it, I thought, "Mm, I don't know if Mike's going to eat that. But we both really liked it. And the whole meal took just 30 minutes to prepare from start to finish, you get the stuff out, started it up, followed the steps. And it, it was very, very good. We also love both of the other meals in that box. They were tasty and very easy to get on the table, which I appreciated. So if you're looking for a healthier meal service, I can definitely recommend Green Chef. And the cool thing is they're offering the Productive Woman listeners $25 $25 off of each of your first three boxes. So there's a total of $75 off if you go to greenchef.us slash TPW 75. So that's greenchef, uh, you know, just like it sounds, dot us. So it's not dot com, greenchef.com. US slash TPW 75, the number 75, to get $25 off each of your first three boxes. I recommend them. If you give them a try, let me know what you what meals you got and what you thought, which meal plan you tried. I'd really be interested. I, I want to try some of the others that they offer. So that's greenchef.us slash TPW 75. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, in the United States and other parts of the Northern Hemisphere, we're heading into summer, which means those who have kids, the kids are going to be off school. Warmer weather is coming, although I have to confess as I'm recording this, it's been chilly and rainy for about a week now in North Texas, which is unusual for this time of year. But anyway, summer is coming. I thought it would be a good time to talk about some ideas for making the most of summer and staying safe, whether you're going away on vacation this summer or just staying home. Some of this is about kids in summertime, but not all. So there there are tips in here for even those of us who no longer have kids in the household. And uh, I'm going to share some thoughts that I had, some things I found, and I'd love to continue this conversation with you to get your ideas about how you make the most of the summer. For those of you in the Southern Hemisphere where you're in or going into winter, maybe you can look ahead or or share with us what you've done for the summer just past. So first of all, summer fun. What are some activities to enjoy when the weather is warm and the kids are home or, you know, just when the weather's home? home. One of the things, the first thing that I thought about was simply to leave some downtime. I I know a lot of us, uh, you know, I have friends that I talk with who plan a full slate of activities, planned activities for their kids during the summer or for their, you know, for their family in general. Um, When I was a kid, summers were generally pretty unplanned time. You know, maybe I'd go to camp for a week or another week, maybe go to a nearby church each day for vacation Bible school, but mostly... It was free time. We would, you know, we'd have our chores to do, but then we'd take off after morning chores were done with the other neighbor kids to ride our bikes, explore. You know, if we lived near the country, go into the woods and build forts, play games, make up all sorts of elaborate cen- scenarios. And we'd be gone like the whole day as we, we all knew we had to be back by dark, but and maybe we'd run in for lunch or something. Now, as I look back and think about that, this seems unthinkable now. And th- this is really kind of a side thing. But as I was ta- you know, thinking about this topic and the things that I wanted to, to share about summertime and remembering what summers were like when I was a kid, I wondered, is the world really a, a more dangerous place now than it was back then? Or are we just more aware of it now? I, I don't know. I'd be interested in your thoughts. Um, sh- you know, share your thoughts on that in the show notes for this episode, because I, I'd love to just kind of get your perceptions on that. Anyway, I, I'd encourage you to to leave some free time, some downtime for yourself or your and your kids, but of course do what works for you and your family. One of the things that I think is important is to find alternatives to extensive screen time. It would be real easy during the summer for the kids to just spend all their time, you know, watching playing games on their phones or, or watching TV or whatever, find some alternatives to that. And and we'll talk about what some of those might be. One thought that came to mind is that public libraries often have programs for kids in the summer. And so maybe check out what's offered there. One thing that's fun for summertime is to just switch things up. You want to get outside if the weather is going to let you do that. Uh, After a winter of being cooped up, it's great to get outside. And so switch things up a little bit, even just having meals outside if weather permits. Take it to a park or just into your backyard. Uh, and, And even if you don't have kids, maybe during lunchtime, instead of eating lunch at your desk, which is what I have been known to do, take it outside and just, even if it's just sit on the steps out in front of your building to enjoy some fresh air for a few minutes. Uh, But, you know, change the routine a little bit. Definitely you want to get outside and do some fun things out there, whether it's um, riding bikes, Backyard camping can be a lot of fun for the kids. That's something my husband wants to do with our grandkids when they come and visit uh, at some point this summer is to set up the tents out in the backyard and just sleep out there if if it's not 100 degrees here. Uh, So doing something like that to get outside, water play in the yard, even if you don't have a pool or get a play pool from Walmart or or just let the kids run through the sprinkler. But just getting outside, getting active, these are our alternatives to just holing up in the house and watching TV all summer. For you, whether you have kids or not, one great activity for summertime for just having some fun is to explore some of the local attractions. So find out, think about what, what do people from other places come to your town to do? And as I thought about that, I realized, you know, we've lived in the Dallas Texas area for a couple of decades now, I think, and we have never visited, or at least I have never visited the Sixth Floor Museum that's related to, you know, back in the 60s, the John F. Kennedy Um, assassination. I've never visited the Dallas Aquarium. There are lots of things in Dallas, which is about an hour away from here. But even in our small community, there are some potentially interesting places to explore. So you can do what I do and, and just Google, you know, tourism in whatever the name of your town is. So I Googled tourism in Greenville, Texas, and just was kind of surprised to see what come up. So we have the Audie Murphy American Cotton Museum, which as I looked at the website, actually looked kind of interesting. So it's on my list to visit this summer. Uh, We have a winery barrel room tour. We have a place called Splash Kingdom, which we did take our grandsons to last summer. It's just a water park. There's a seasonal farmer's market, which uh, we've never visited. Uh, I know that a nearby community, probably 10 minutes, Minutes away has a children's museum. That um, if the grandkids come to visit, that would be something we could do with them. But there are all sorts of things like that. If you uh, you know don't want to spend the money or the time to take a big vacation somewhere else this summer, maybe just explore what's uh, around close to home and make that part of a little bit of a staycation and. Even if it's just exploring, like our, we live in a, outside of a relatively small town, but it's the county seat and there are things to do here. There are businesses we've never visited, little cafes and restaurants and delis that we haven't visited. So it's on my list this summer to sort of make a, an adventure out of once a week or so visiting one of these places that we've never gone to. So that's one way to make summer kind of fun. There are tons of places to find ideas for fun things to do. If you Google fun things to do in the summer, you will find links for all sorts of articles filled with suggestions. I will put links to some of those articles that I found in the show notes for this episode. So you can check them out if you're looking for some fun things to do yourself or with friends or with your, your children or your nieces or nephews or grandchildren or whatever. You can find some ideas there rather than just sort of hanging out and doing the, the same old thing. Maybe this is a time to do some adventures. Some of the suggestions I found, and, and as I said, I'll put links to those articles in the show notes and several of them have long lists of things. Things like volunteer at a nature center. That's something I hadn't thought of. Have a luau in your backyard. Uh, Take a picnic to a nearby state park. Uh, stage a water balloon toss or a water gun fight. Now this was on a list for kids, but honestly, that could be fun for adults too, if we let ourselves be a little, you know, get get a little carefree there. Another idea from the list was visit a museum you've never been to or a county fair. Look for a free music festival. I know that uh, we live in North Texas and a lot of the little towns around us have various kinds of like community festivals of different types in the downtown area. And I only know this because uh, my youngest daughter's boyfriend has a business. Uh, He repairs uh, mobile devices, screens and things like that. And he takes his business, he goes, takes a booth to all of these local small community fairs. And there's all kinds of fun stuff to see there. And you don't have to spend any money to do that. So that's an idea play mini golf. That could be fun. So there's um, our youngest son enjoys playing disc golf. So maybe you could check you play that with Frisbees, I guess. Uh, I've never done it, but it's something that could be fun to do. So there are lots of ways that you can make the summer fun, do some different things, uh, other than just signing up for a program and you know, or hanging out at home. So even if you don't want to go away on vacation, find ways to have fun this summer. These are some suggestions that maybe will be of interest to you. I'd love to hear your suggestions as well. And so whether it's on the Facebook group or in the show notes, in the comment section below the show notes, share what you're going to be doing this summer if, if it's summertime where you are. Now, the other piece of this that I wanted to talk about is as we're heading into summer up here. Is safety summer safety? So there, you know, safety is important year round. But there are some specific things that we can think about in in making sure that our summer activities are not only fun but also safe. And of course, the first thing that comes to mind is water safety because for a lot of us, summertime involves a lot of water activities, whether it's boating or swimming or whatever. And so the first thing for water safety is just to make sure everybody knows how to swim. Swim lessons themselves could be a great activity for kids and adults. It's something you can sign up for, learn a new skill while having fun in the water. And that skill could save somebody's life. Similarly, learn CPR and some basic first aid and teach it to your kids where appropriate. Uh, This could be another interesting summer activity. Take a first aid and CPR course, either yourself or as a family, so that as you get out and are doing these activities on the water or wherever, you have the basic skills to help if someone is injured or something happens. Definitely, whether you're at the beach or at a pool, either remote or in your backyard, keep personal flotation devices handy. Kids' inflatable pool toys And pool noodles are not adequate substitutes for an actual life jacket or one of those flotation rings that are, you know, approved by the Coast Guard type of thing. Keep those handy whenever you're at the water. Certainly, kids should always be supervised when they're around the water. Even the older kids are not always as careful as they should be. And it's it's a sad statistic that it, that I read in several places that drowning is the second leading cause of unintentional injury death for children under the age of 14. And children account for one in four drowning deaths in the United States. That's sad to hear. But it reinforces how important it is that when you're around water, whether it's in a, you know your backyard pool or community pool or down at the beach, always keep an eye on the kids. Stay close at hand. There are other sobering statistics around this that I read in a couple of different articles. Most drownings that involve children under the age of four occur in home swimming pools and the majority of young children who drown were last seen in the care of one or both parents in the home and had been out of sight for less than 5 minutes this is serious stuff and i don't you know i don't want to be depressing but as we go into this season where maybe there there's going to be more water activities we need to be aware of this According to one article, young children can drown in less than two inches of water. So just be vigilant, I guess. Similarly, establish some basic rules of behavior around water with your kids and for the adults for that matter. Don't go into the water alone. Always have a buddy with you. Um, teach the kids and the adults, no roughhousing around water. You, you don't want to risk slips and falls and injuries. And of course, never dive into shallow water or into unfamiliar Water. If you can't see the bottom through the water, if you don't know how deep it is because you've been in there or you can see it or there's measurement, go in there first to get familiar with the depth before anybody starts diving in. And finally, if you have a pool, if you're fortunate enough to have a pool on your property, put a fence or a screen around it. Experts recommend that it be at least four feet tall and have self-closing and self-latching gates so that you don't have accidents. This is something we don't have a pool on our property, but we did in the past. We know personally someone, a friend of ours years ago, whose young son who was around uh, right around the age of our son at the time, I think I want to say Ben was maybe three at the time, Uh, their son around that age age. Uh, They were visiting the grandparents who had a pool in the backyard. Everybody was taking a nap, but the toddler, uh, the preschooler woke up and wandered out and drowned in the grandparents' pool. And that's uh, like every parent's and grandparent's worst nightmare. Don't let that happen. Put in the safety tools to make sure that doesn't happen to anybody you care about. So water safety is important. Sun safety You know, if you're lucky enough to live in a place where it's sunny in the summertime, uh, take some steps to protect yourself. Sun's wonderful, but it can have some bad effects. So of course, sunscreen is important. The experts recommend that we use an SPF of 30 or more and reapply every two hours. And don't assume it's not necessary because it's cloudy or you're under some sort of cover. Just use the sunscreen anyway. And don't forget to protect your scalp if you're out in the sun. Uh, every, the recommendation is to wear a hat to avoid scalp burn and to help avoid sunstroke. And uh, one article I read, the it was written by a doctor. Uh, this was on WebMD. They recommended that you wear a sun hat uh, or you put on your kids a sun hat with at least a three-inch brim all the way around to protect your scalp and your face and the back of your neck. Be aware that the sun's rays are strongest midday between around 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. So it's recommended to limit exposure and certainly limit strenuous exercise during those hours when it's hot. Drink plenty of water. Uh, That should go without saying, but it... It obviously doesn't. People forget and dehydrate every year. There are people brought to the emergency room because of dehydration. They've been out playing, having a good time and forgetting to drink water. The Red Cross recommends avoiding drinks with caffeine or alcohol when you're out in the sun because both are dehydrating. So avoid that. One article I read said heat stroke is the leading cause of non-crash vehicle-related deaths for children. Never leave your child alone. In a car, not even for a minute. It feels like this is common sense and shouldn't have to be said, but every year children die in cars where they're left by people who didn't mean to harm them. So don't do it. Not and you know I think about this because it, there there are news stories at least two or three every summer. Uh, where something like this happens, where, you know, mom was, or dad for that matter, was out with the kids and just ran into the store to grab something. And the kid was asleep and, oh, you don't want to get everybody out of the car seat and wake them up and all that. And bad things happen. So don't do it. It's not worth the risk. So we've got water safety during the summer. We've got sun safety, just general um, food safety, Picnics and and grilling outdoors are a fun part of the summer, but we need to be safe. So experts recommend that we wash our hands frequently when we're cooking outdoors or dealing with food outdoors. Uh, we should do that anyway, but definitely outdoors. Clean your grill and the utensils regularly each time you use them. Refrigerate food that needs it. So things like eggs, dairy, and meats should be kept, uh, if, raw meats, that is, keep them cold to avoid harmful bacteria. One article recommended that when you go out for picnics or camping or whatever, take two coolers, one for beverages and one for food. And for the food, keep ice or ice packs both on top of the food as well as on the bottom. So it's not sufficient to just you know pour a bunch of ice in the bottom of your cooler and then put food on top of it and close the lid they recommend that you put ice on top to keep it really cold again to avoid development of harmful bacteria that could cause illness and uh, the other thought related to food safety is if you've got a grill or a campfire where that where you're cooking or or whatever keep that away from foot traffic and play areas Keep the kids away from it. One article recommended keeping just and enforcing like a three foot perimeter around the grill that kids are not allowed to come to and just make that you know, part of the deal. Also keep your grill away from places like the, your house siding or overhanging branches that could catch fire. You, you don't want that to happen. That, that is not part of summer fun. So just take some of those sorts of, of preemptive actions to keep everybody safe. Then general travel safety. Be aware when you're out driving there are more people on the roads in the summertime including tourists who are unfamiliar with the area and more motorcyclists. Got to be aware of them, pay attention to people that you could harm or who are not who are not paying attention to where they are. Just drive defensively. Keep your car well maintained as well. So especially if you live somewhere like we live in an area where it gets very, very hot in the summer and that has an impact on your car. So have... Uh, your air conditioning, your tires, your coolant, and all those sorts of things checked before hitting the road in the summertime. Uh, for more ideas about that, about, uh, you know, preparing for the next season, the summer season, check out episode 204 of The Productive Woman there. We talked about preparing for hot weather as well as preparing for cold weather. So depending on what what part of the world you're in. Be smart when you're out and about. One article made a really great point. When you're exploring festivals, new towns, hiking paths, and even other countries, these are very popular summer activities, but they should also involve proper planning. So this writer recommended make sure everyone has an exploring buddy. So when you're going into an area like this, don't go alone, take someone with you, make sure everybody's got a buddy and a way to keep in contact, have everyone's phone number for contact, arrange for specific times and places to Meet up once the exploring is finished. So, this is, you know, if you're at a a theme park or if you're at a fair or something, and maybe you don't all want to stay together the whole time, it's fun to get out and explore and kind of go out on your own. But go in pairs, stay in contact, and before you split up, make arrangements for a place and a time to meet just to check in. If you're out in nature, certainly for safety's sake, be familiar with, uh, plants like poison ivy and poison oak that might be there. We certainly have that in our part of the country. We have it on our farm and my husband is like on a mission every year to try to eradicate it, but it's very hardy and you just need to know what it looks like and be prepared for it. Also be aware if you're out hiking or out in the country in the woods, wherever, uh, be aware of what sort of venomous snakes or insects might be common to that area, what they look like and where they're prone to hang out so that you can be on the lookout for them. And certainly if you're hiking in areas where either, you know, plants like poison ivy, that sort of thing, or venomous creatures are might be located you probably should be wearing long pants and good boots protective gear so that they can't get at you. Uh, and when you're out uh, whether at the water or in the woods or wherever you are remember insect spray where it's where it seems appropriate and the the recommendations are to if you're out in the out hiking and that sort of thing to avoid scented lotions and soaps and things like that which are will attract bugs. So some thoughts for you there active safety if you're taking the kids to the park, which is a great thing to do in the summertime when the weather's nice, especially at the beginning of the season, make sure you check the equipment there, the playground equipment, to make sure it's in a safe condition, no no rusty or sharp edges. Uh, if it's hot and sunny where you are before the kids start playing, you know, put your hand on the slides and other uh, playground equipment to make sure it's not so hot that it's gonna burn their bare little legs as if they're wearing, you know. You know, shorts for the summer and that sort of thing. Uh, if you go out for a bike ride or a hike, make su- sure somebody knows where you're headed and take a first aid kit with you. And that, of course, for me, raised the question of what should you have in your summer first aid kit? And so in one article, Dr. Carolyn Dean recommends including things like antibiotic ointment, adhesive bandages, anti-itch gels, an ACE bandage, you know, for a sprained wrist or or ankle or something like that. And um, she recommends emergency hydration and electrolyte replacement drinks or packs, have those things with you when you go out uh, for some sort of active thing, like a bike ride or a hike. If you're using you or your kids are using things like bikes, skateboards, or rollerblades, there are some safety steps to, to take there. And uh, I'm going to put a link to an article called Summer Fun, Summer Safety that's uh, written by Dr. Latanya Russell uh, with lots of good suggestions. Among them, she recommends When using things like bikes, skateboards, rollerblades, things like that, stay off of busy streets and away from traffic, wear helmets and uh, perhaps elbow and knee pads for protection in, in the case of a spill. Uh, make sure you go over safety rules with kids. If they're out riding their bikes, they need to know street signs, what they mean, uh, or, you know, traffic signals and stuff like that. And they know what the safety rules are. Children should not ride or skate alone. And if they're under 10, they need to have an adult monitoring them. That's what Dr. Russell recommends. I agree. They, you know, especially nowadays with the things we hear, let the kids play. I'm, 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 a big proponent of that, but they should go in at least in pairs or in groups so that nobody's out there alone and vulnerable to injury or harm in some way with no one to protect them. So those are some thoughts that I had. I mean, this is not intended to be a comprehensive treatise on safety, but just a few ideas to keep in mind this summer uh, there will be more suggestions and resources that you can check out for ideas and tips in uh, linked in the show notes for this episode. So be sure and check those out. And again, I, I'm not trying to be, you know, Debbie Downer here and focus on all the ways people can get hurt and all the dangers out there. Like anything else, though, summer safety is just a matter of awareness and intentionality, a little bit of thinking ahead and using common sense. If you take a few smart steps, like the ones that I've suggested here and the others that are mentioned in the resources linked in the show notes, you can just get out there and have fun this summer. You, your kids, if you have them, your friends, and enjoy the summer without the risk of illness or injury. So those are some thoughts that I had on that. But what do you think? Do you have any special activities in the summertime for yourself or your kids if you have them? What steps do you take to make sure your summer is both fun and safe. I would love to hear from you on that. Uh, Share your questions or your thoughts in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 244, or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Anybody can post there. If you're a member of the, the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, you know, share your ideas there. Let's, um, for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, let's get ready to have a great summer, a, a fun one and a safe one, share ideas there. And uh, we'll continue the conversation. As always, if you'd like to share your thoughts about this episode or anything else for that matter with me privately, you can do so by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. (music) Before we wrap up this episode, I want to share just a few words about our sponsor Gusto. If you have a business or you know someone who does, you probably already know that small business owners wear a lot of hats, most of which are totally great, but there are some like filing taxes and running payroll, for example, that are are not so great or not so fun for a lot of us. And that's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. They offer fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local payroll taxes so you don't have to worry about it, Plus they make it really easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Those old school clunky payroll providers just were not built for the way modern small businesses work, but Gusto is. So let them wear one of your many hats because you have better things to do. The Productive Woman listeners can get three months free when they run their first payroll with Gusto. So try a demo and see for yourself how it can help you with your small business at gusto.com slash tpw. That's Gusto, which is g-u-s-t-o, gusto.com slash tpw. And remember, if you'd like to simplify meal planning and prep this summer and are looking for a healthier alternative to fast food, try our new sponsor, Green Chef, by visiting greenchef.us slash tpw75. So that's greenchef.us.com.us slash tpw the number 75 to get $25 off each of your first three boxes with Green Chef. And thank you so much to Green Chef and to Gusto for supporting The Productive Woman. And there you go. That's it for this episode of The Productive Woman podcast. As always, I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope something in it was helpful to you. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this topic. So please do reach out to me. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.